0: Praise the Lord, church. I want to welcome us again into his presence. And the Bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy. So you should be expecting more abundance of God's joy over your life. Today we'll continue on our submission, part two, What's the topic again? Yes.
1: Let us pray. The hour has come. The hour has come. Father, glorify your name. The hour has come. Father, glorify your name. The hour has come. The hour has come. The hour has come. Father, glorify your name. The hours come, Father, glorify your name. The hour sing it with me. The hours come, oh, the hour has come, Father, glorify your name. Oh yes, the hour has come, Father, glorify your name, oh, the hour has come. Father, Lord, glorify your name
0: in every ohms. and I destroy every yokes of stubbornness, Failure, inability to yield to the word of God. We destroy every spirit of confusion and disunity in marriages represented in this place. I pray that the entrance of the word of God today will break forth and bring life into every homes. That our homes will be fulfilled, will be what you had ordained for it to be. Give us the spirit of humility, not to go by our own head knowledge or hold on to what we think we have, but to listen to your word. Glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We are reading again from the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, a new King James version, and the Bible says, submit to one another in the fear of god this is the instruction that comes with the marriage manual from the originator of marriage that husband and wife husband and wife submit to one another and we we spent time last the last time we spoke reading verses 22 through 24 of the same chapter 5 of Ephesians telling us what it is for women. Submission is not silence as we explain it, it's just a way of recognizing the role of your husband as the head of their home. Amen. And we we went over and explained in the way we can the meaning of submission. As a wife to your husband, speak highly of your husband to hold him in high regard, to praise your husband, let go of your own control, do not dictate and let him take the lead in the home as his ministry, as the head. Do not undermine your husband or challenge his decision. It's not a 50-50 contract. You know, it's, it's, it's something of joy that husband and wife just blend. They just flow in responsibilities at home without having a contract sign that I do this, you do this. When you don't do this, you will lose this. No, that is not what godly home is for. Be open to receiving guidance and opinion from your husband. Communicate your needs To your husband, submit your will. Verse 24 of the scripture we read. Can we please go back there? Verse 24. Verse 24. Therefore, can we read it together? Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wife be to their own husband in, can we say the last word? In everything that is God's word he didn't make a mistake by giving you the man he gives you even though you are more eloquent even though you are more powerful even though you are more forward even though you are more of this and this and that he knows why he gave you the man he gives you and he says in everything even though you make money than your husband you know there are situations like that That God gives the wife the opportunity to make more money. Yes. In everything. I know when I was talking the last time, I said, woman, your career becomes secondary when you marry because your home takes over. I know some people were confused like, what? Yes. Your home comes first then career. Depending on the settings of the home, some home, it, it depends on the situation that the woman has to take some steps. You know That is fine, due to the man's situation. That is fine, but with that, the woman will still submit in everything. And, uh, and esteem her husband. Speak highly of the husband. Hold in high regard and praise her husband. Even some things that she does, she will speak highly of the husband idea and refer all the recognition to the husband. When God says this, he knows why and what he is saying. And that day I brought an illustration up to show you where the woman belongs to, right side by your husband. Stand with your husband, woman. Stand with your husband. Don't let children interfere. You are joined, connected to your husband because like the illustration we saw, one by one, what will happen to the children? They will leave. Don't send your children to talk to your husband for you. Go and tell your daddy. It's home. If it's not home, if you are not home, the children are home with the dad. It's a different story. Do you know that in some homes, husband and wife just write on paper? They have a designated place where they put the notes. So this one will go there and read, put comment, and leave. The other one will come, get the message. The children will go one by one. It's a matter of time. One time, my children was telling me, "Dad, let's get a bigger house. We always have people come over, sleep over." I said, "Okay, good idea. When you are ready to pay the mortgage, <laughs> then we will." <laughs> so, at the point I was telling them now, as I said, see now, because most of the time now it's just me and my wife, they don't even have our time. Everybody's so busy on their own. I said, "Imagine we had gone." And buy another bigger, <laughs> another bigger house. <laughs> the woman that you are joined with, no matter how long it takes, after the time all the children are gone, when you move, you shift from the side besides your husband, and you let children as they come in take over. You keep shifting, take over. You keep shifting, take over. You're creating vacuum. You're creating space. The intimacy is being affected. When the children are all gone, guess what happened? No unity. No connection. No intimacy. Now the wife is here. The husband is there. All the gap that she created is there. Now when she speaks, the husband doesn't understand it. There is break in communication. Do not let nothing affect your intimacy. We may not be getting it right all the time, women. But continue. Your home must be secured. And you have a lot of work to do in building it. See that first Peter we read, chapter 3. Just verse four, we read it last time, First Peter chapter three, we read from verse one through four. First Peter chapter three in TPT. Uh, okay, let's read the old thing. Let's read the old thing from verse one. Sorry, from verse one. now i confuse them okay put back what you have first peter chapter 3 and now let me speak to the wives be devoted to your what your own husband so that what even if some of them do not obey the word of god because it's possible some women are more spiritual than their husband yeah if that is God's will, he give you that man, he knows why, and he knows what he's doing. It's a matter of time. Even if, even if some of them do not obey the word of God. woman, let's finish the reading together. Your kind conduct may win them over without you. So it's not you saying that, you know what, I will show you today. I will let you understand the type of man you are. No, it's saying without you saying Anything, without you saying anything, just continue submitting to God's will through your husband. One time, long ago, I I was just ministering and the Spirit of God prompted me to ask families, husband and wife, to come out who want to pray. So I asked everyone that are married to come. So they all came. I said, hold your wife, hold your husband. This prayer, this is how I was prompted to do. Do you know that there was a couple, they refused to hold their hands. Ah, I left where I was, I came. I said, You didn't hear what I said? Hold your hand. Then they, they get closer and they, they stop again. Ah, bro, hold your wife. The wife looked at him, they looked at her too. And they they hold each other like that. I said, no, don't you see everybody? Face each other. The day you came, when you were married, it is not how you stood now. Face each other. And they they hold each other with the the tip of their finger. I said, no, God punish the devil. This is not happening. (laughs) Hold your wife. I said, okay, I see why. We are not going for that. We are holding hands today. It was so intimidating, so disgusting to them to hold each other's hand. It has gotten to that level. Do you know that they refuse to? Until I say, bring your hand. And you too. Ah, or give me. (laughs) Ah. And they carry their faces like. It was so terrible, like they want to vomit. Ah. This is terrible what the devil is doing in homes today. Don't think, Pastor, this is America. The same Bible is for America. Don't join the, the, the modern world saying, oh, it is our mothers that, that, that have good character. The girls of today. No, we are believers. Our girls, our ladies, our daughters, our women are godly. And they we obey the word of God. The same Bible in Africa is the same Bible in United States of America. The Bible says the Lord is the same yesterday, today and forever God, there is no modern gospel that is accepted, the word of God is the same, for your home to be godly and to stand and to be fruitful you have to follow it takes humility today I want to very very quickly and rush it, go into what is submission to man And we are reading Ephesians, that's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 28. And I really want to engage all of us. I know some of our men have been gone, they have gone away for a few days and they are not sleeping. I don't want nobody to sleep. Men, if you are sleeping, praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay, so we are reading it together. So we are preaching this sermon together. Yes, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 28. Let's go, all men, all men, let's go, husband, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. 27, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. 28, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. We're going to dwell on these four verses and talk about the triangular ministry of a man in the home. Say it with me. The triangular ministry of a man. One more time. The triangular ministry of a man. There are three major responsibilities. Three major responsibilities that takes primary. Primary. When we're talking of the meaning of love your wife. Love your wife. We spoke last time. I'm not talking about feel, I mean, heroes. The feeling love. That is, that is minor. That is minor. That is minor. You don't base your home on the feeling love. Because when you don't feel it, then you don't love. So it's not about feeling. It's not about feeling. Men had major ministries in the life of the woman that God has given them. The day you take over, that is why I said it last time, and some people think it's a blasphemy. I saw some women's faces. When I say that the moment your husband, I mean your father, hand you over, hand you over to the man that you marry, right? The role of the father Start from that man in the lives of that woman that you receive. Amen. So you have responsibility. It's not just like, I can't wait. Hey, see, see my wife, she, she's coming. She's pretty. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, you have work to do. Starting from that day. Real work that you will, will be accountable for. Women will be accountable for their own. If you submit, if you follow instruction, or you base basically no, he didn't do this and I'm not doing it. He's not getting it. Ah, you will give account. Everybody will give account. Your ministry is a ministry. Coming into somebody's life is a ministry. And you have to give account how you conduct your ministry while on earth. Yes, he will give account. So if you're not ready to take over responsibility, please do not go to marriage. Whether you have, you're full of BS, it doesn't matter. You don't marry because you have beer, beer. It doesn't matter. You don't marry because now you build muscle. You don't marry now because you have a job and you have a home of yourself. No. You marry when you are ready to take over responsibility. You marry as a woman when you are ready to let go submit if you are not ready to let go keep on praying that God will finish what he has started in you that's what you do while you wait amen yes so as a man they always say man is the head see it is not a complete statement man is the head that carries the home that is the full sentence you are not the head because we are not talking about the boss, being the boss here when we say you are the man. Let me tell you, man, the meaning of you are the head is the head that carries, it means you have work, you carry load. So if you think your head is not stronger enough to carry home I beg wait until yes, you are ready to carry the home. The three major ministries that the man has in the life of his wife and then we go to his children. Because man, your ministry starts from your wife. When you are joined together, there were no children there. So you start that ministry with your wife and then it progresses to your children when they come. To lead, to care, and to protect. Can you say it with me? To lead... To care and to protect. One more time. Now the illustration I did the other time, I will do it again. Uh, one man, one woman. Come, come real quick. Let's do this thing again. Thank you. Two men, one woman. Woman, woman. Come, don't be scared. Okay. Ah, why do you go back? Us? Okay. This is the woman, right? I better close your eyes. So, this is the man. Okay, you stay, man stay. Please, the two of you go over there. That is your father. There you go. This is your wedding day. This is the man. This is the man, right? <laughs> What's, what do you mean, second wife? <laughs> See, the man is standing. He will carry you from the floor. I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. The Bible said the man will leave. Listen to this, brethren. The man will leave his father and his mother. Do you see on the wedding day that his father brought, bring his... Have you seen a wedding like that? That this is the husband. The father was the one bringing him. He already left his father and his mother. Waiting to take over responsibility of a father. Are you here? Now, the woman don't come by herself. The father. See, woman never leave. The Bible did not say a woman will leave. It is a man that will leave. you know why? Because woman never leaves. They are transferred from a father to another father. So, she's coming with her father. And the man takes
1: over. papa.
0: Take over now, are you scared? <laughs>
1: nice.
0: <Nah, he's> scared. You <laughs> see the woman that is full of, wow, wow, hair tie, gold, glasses. He's scared to carry responsibility. <laughs> Do you know what he took over from the man? Church, talk to me. Do you know what he took over from the man? Fatherhood. Fatherhood. Responsibility. And this is not about I'm the boss. Did you hear me? No, it is work. If that home stand. I told you last time, whether this is, even if this is God, this is God's will, God said this is your wife, this is your husband. You take over, you are not ready to do the responsibility, it's not going to work. Don't think you will cross your leg, God said it. Ah, you have work to do. The God said it is, you scored 10%. Thank God you have foundation mark. When God did not say it, you didn't even have the 10. Forget about it. And there is nothing you can do to make it work. So from this day forward, that's why they will now come, they will share vow. Do you, what do you think the vow means? You think it's just a ritual, it's just marriage. That is what they read. No. You are binding yourself with the word of your mouth. And you say, so help me, God. You have responsibility as a man. You have responsibility as a woman. And when you are ready to fulfill those responsibilities, you will see challenges will come. Don't get me wrong. But the power of God that is with you, because you submit to his word. It says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will honor you. He will honor you. Because God is bound by by his word. If you are bound by your vow... You don't stand by your vow and you think it's just prayer. It's not going to work. Go back and check your vow. Are you standing with it? Go on your own. (laughs) Thank you. Praise the Lord. Did uh, did, Did we get something right there? Yes. Responsibility start right there. So man, when you beat your wife, you are beating yourself. (laughs) When you go to your friends and talk about your wife, (laughs) you are disgracing yourself. That's what it is. Because you have taken over. Have you seen a father destroying our our own daughter? Say that my daughter. (laughs) Then shame on you. As a man, Shame on you? Because you're messed up right there. If you see that your daughter is not changing, what do you do? God, you gave me this daughter. You talk to the sender, the owner. we are caretakers. And it will what begin to change. When you don't see a change, and you know this is God's will, this marriage is God's will, and you don't see a change, check yourself as a man. That is where you start from. Check yourself as a man and begin to pray for yourself, for God's wisdom, on the right approach. Amen? Oh, wow. So, a man leaves his father. You cannot lead if you cannot live. Man, Are you hearing me? Because the woman has been given over to you. The man, the father, transferred the baton. So you take over. So if you don't leave, that is why you cannot get married. You are not a man until when you are ready to leave. When you're ready to leave. Because you are taking over responsibility to making sure that this new home now stands. If you do not leave, you cannot cleave see how they relate together. You have to leave so that you can cleave and when you cleave you will now be receiving information knowledge that you need to train. You have work to do in the life of the woman. The first responsibility we said to lead. The way you lead is to leave first so that you can cleave and when you cleave you are creating a path for her to follow. Leaving your parents means recognizing that your marriage created a new family and that this new family must be a higher priority. You have work to do. So you will now begin to pray for wisdom. You will now begin to pay attention. Your, Your first student in life to lead man is your wife before the children will now begin to come. So cleaving is very important in marriage. It is a key in building a marriage that will endure hard times and the beautiful relationship that God intends it to be. So the reason why you need to live and cleave is because you need to cultivate the wife that God has given you. See, don't think because God said it, God has finished all the work in the the, the woman. He has some work for you to do. That's why you took over. (laughs) To be a man is not a joke. It is the head that carries the home. When God puts Adam in the garden, He gave him a responsibility, which is applicable to what man is responsible for in order to lead. The responsibility is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15, in King James Version. Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord God gave Adam a responsibility in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Say it with me dress and keep. Again, dress and keep. Did you see it again? It's not only to dress. When you dress, you must keep. So it's an ongoing work that the man has to do. You have an ongoing work to do in the life of the woman. You are to cultivate her. All those ideas God has given you about the woman that you, you will marry, all those wonderful vision, dreams that you've had, the woman is not coming with it. You are the one dressing her to be calm, what God has given you in your dream, in your vision, in your desire to be. So, do you see that this is just, it's not just that I just love her, I have feelings for her. No, you have work. Work work you are to develop the woman you are to refine the woman you are to train the woman you are to educate the woman you are to improve the woman you are to bring the best out of her through your cultivating it takes work endurance perseverance (laughs) prayer (laughs) seeking the face of God God how do I deal with her on this matter don't, just, don't start thinking that, God, is this a devil or who that you gave me? No, it's not a devil. You have work to do. You have work to do. You have work to do. Continuous prayer on, God, give me the wisdom. Give me the ability. Give me the key, the right key to train her, to educate her, to improve her, to dress her. When you are dressing somebody. You have work to do right there. You make sure you take the right material, right dress, right clothing and put together and shoes and you know, you beautify. And when you dress, you are to keep, that is to maintain. Praise the Lord. You are to be accountable. a leader in the life of the woman that you are. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 right, it says something but there is one thing I want you to know pay attention everybody there is one thing I want you to know the head of man is what? Christ the head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God Did you see how I go? So you are responsible. You are accountable because you are the head of the woman as the woman submits to you. Every man is responsible to Christ. Every woman is responsible to their husband. So man, lead your wife by example. So leading means staying in front. So the way you want her to respond is the way you talk to her. Because she will copy what you do. When you have a leader, don't you imitate your leader? Amen? Yes. Yes, you imitate your leader. So you want her to respond in this way, so you respond like that so she can see it. Even if she didn't respond like that, you will respond in the way you want her to respond because you teach by example I have to make it short so that we continue verse I mean responsibility number 2 to care everybody say it verse 25 of that Ephesians chapter 5 Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 husband love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave Gave, that's the key word in caring. Giving yourself up. Giving yourself up. Giving yourself up. Jesus gave himself for the church. He put aside his reputation so that he can save his wife. The church. And when he gave himself, what did he do? He died. I'm not saying you should die for your wife because your, your wife needs you to be, but you will understand the dying we're talking about is giving up yourself. That is, you will become insensitive. You're giving up your right. You're giving up comfort. You're giving up habits. Don't say, you don't know me. That is how my mother brought me up. No, now you're married. There is something we call adaptability in marriage because now you have somebody that comes from a different background, different home, and you too from a different background, different home. Now you have to now come up with, okay, what works here? Let's meet up so that we make it work. So you give up a bit. If you need to give up friends, you have to. Man, some friends, they are... T- terrorist to your marriage if the marriage will remain godly. Yes. When you are single, yes, because they always cheer you up there. They keep you company. Are you available? Yeah, I have. let's go, let's go, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> you are not available anymore. You have to check it out. If your friends doesn't have what you need to have as a godly man that you don't have, then you need to send a boundary that kind of relationship because now you need a new friend. You choose friends based on your level of growth and what you aspire to be. If you are the best among your friends, you, you can't go far. You need to be friends with people that their life can challenge you. People that have something that you are praying for to have. People that you know that, man, I like this thing. I don't have it. Then you, be, you make them your friends. That is how you have it. But if you are the best all the time, you are the one talking, 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 they will all soon suck you up and you will be empty. You have nothing to learn. I'm not saying we should throw people away, but you need more people that will be really close to you because they have something that you have been praying for or that you desire to have. In life. There is nothing wrong in having friends that are older than you. As a man, if you, you need to give up. Giving up is important in order to care. If you cannot give up, you cannot care for your home. So examine some rights. Examine some comfort. Examine some habits. Examine some stuff that you were doing before you got married. Now that you're married, you need to make a choice. You need to now make a choice. Because you want to build a godly home. It's not every homes are godly. We are talking of godly homes. Jesus gave himself. He gave up himself so that he can save. He can save. When you don't give up, you cannot save. You cannot bring that woman to the level That God has given you the authority over her as the husband to do. Giving up is important. You will become less sensitive. When somebody is dead, do they respond to anything going on around them? No. No. When you give up, then it leads to dying. That is what it means. So you, you will see yourself. You are not overly sensitive. You don't sweat every little sweat as a man. You see some things, you just ignore it. And you go back to your. We had at the retreat, we go back to where? Men, talk. HQ, HQ. you go back to the HQ, the headquarters, and say, hey, God, <laughs> see what she said? How do I handle this? But if you are responding, you are so sensitive to everything. She go like this, that means a lot to you. She said this, that means something to you. She put this here, that means something. And you are a man you cannot care. It means you have work to do. You need to give up. That doesn't mean you are ignoring your role, but you are seeking direction before you react. You are seeking direction before you react. First Peter chapter three, First Peter chapter three, verse seven. Let's read it very very quickly. In the same way, you husband, you must give honor to your wives. How do you give honor to your wives? This is scary. We are still talking about men. Read it. Treat your wife, treat your wife, treat your wife with understanding. Even though she has degrees, she is a PhD, don't look at her. You're looking at what God is not, what is not meaningful in this. What you are looking for, you are looking, but she's a graduate, but she, did it, so she doesn't know that. Ah, oh, You are looking wrongly. <laughs> treat her with understanding as you live together. Verse 9. Go to verse 9. She may be weaker. Okay, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insult when people insult you, including your wife. You don't forget we're talking about giving up. She if she talks to you, you give up. <laughs> you are there sweating and praying. Holy Spirit, help me here. I don't want to respond the way she is talking because you are obeying this word. Don't insult when she insulted you. Instead, men, let's read it. Instead, pay back with what? <laughs> pay back with every words, bombs of word. That how dare you, I did not pay your dowry to come into this house to be insulting me. It's in the Bible. Insult. Insult is insult. (laughs) Right? Insult is what? Did God say that? Okay, level one insult you can take, but level three insult don't take. (laughs) Man. So if you are the type, I can never take any insult, I cannot take any insult, you are not ready to give up. It's work when we're talking of marriage. It is re- if we really truly want to build a godly home, this is not just something we just sit down and just fold our hands and just be quoting scripture. It's about doing. It's about doing. When she insults you, what are, why are you taking it away? Are you a man there? Is that a man in the boot? <laughs> When she insults you, man, what is, what is God telling you to do? All oh men, come on. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. So when she insults you, and she's too expecting you to say it back because she's ready and the devil is ready too. The devil is like, yeah, say this to him. And it will come to you, say this back to him. They didn't give your mouth to to laundromat. Come on, give it back to him. <laughs> Do uh, you remember what the Bible says? Blessing. You will say, honey. Sweetheart. Babe. <laughs> this is somebody that insult you. She will be like, are you crazy? Uh-uh. She, didn't insult, she, didn't, she didn't insult me back. Because she was ready. She's boiling. She's ready. Ah, Woman, she's ready right there for you to give it to her so that she can use that and... <laughs> But what she gets from you is what? This is what God has called you to do. And see what happens when you do that blessing. He will grant you. Do you want God's blessings or you want to fight? So you have to make your choice. Do you want God's blessing or you want to fight? Because you want to prove you're right. Don't forget, I said, care means giving up right. So when she insults you, you'll be like, babe, honey,
1: may the Lord bless you. (laughs) She, She will be like... She will
0: quickly, you know what she will do? She will go to her room and call a friend. Wait, wait, wait. Something's wrong with my husband. I don't know whether to believe what he said. The man just upset me and I said something to him. Do you know what he just told me? That may the Lord bless me. I don't know whether that's a curse or blessing. Ah! <laughs> uh, so when you do that, the Lord is saying that my blessing, my blessing. Do you see the word of God? Like the message of last week, it takes having the mind of Christ to do these things. It's not about boasting. Trust me. It takes having the mind of Christ. Hmm. Hey. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Colossians chapter three verse thirteen: Make allowance for each other's fault, and forgive anyone who offends you. Anyone, including your wife. men, Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive. So you must be ready to provide. You cannot care if you cannot give up. Amen. Did we read verse 10 of that first Peter? Please, let's read it. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips. You're telling lies. It's not because they said, did you eat yesterday and you didn't eat and you say yes. That's not telling lies. When you speak contrary to God's word, you're telling lies. When you speak against what the word of God says, then you are a liar. When you are telling God that, God, didn't you see him? You didn't see her? How she talked to me? You you want me to bless her? You are telling me to bless her? God, you are there. You heard. I know you are in heaven. And you heard. You heard her. And you refuse to bless. You say, you know what? You deserve to die. And you will die. (laughs) Have you seen wife telling the husband, husband telling the wife, you will die. You too will die. You too will die. God will punish you. Angels will come against you. Anything you do will not prosper. You are a liar because you are changing God's word. That is the meaning of a liar. Let's go very quickly. Verse 26 to 28. Second responsibility. Okay, third. Ah, great. So I'm doing good. Ah, people are following. That's great. May God bless you. Me too, I'm blessing. (laughs) To protect. The first responsibility is what? Number two. And now number three. To protect. Ephesians chapter 5, 26 to 28. Ephesians chapter 5, 26 through 28. This is where work is, really. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing washing of water by the word. Hey. Verse 27. That he, the husband, might now present his wife to himself, to himself, just like Christ what Christ did to present the church to Himself a glorious church. You want to present your wife a glorious wife, not having a spot, because she came with spot. The Father had handed her over to you with spot and wrinkles. Even though she is Christian, there are some things that it is you that God has put the ability into as the man that's taken over to do those, those other works. So God gave you raw material. Don't think He, fin- he gave you a finished product. Gave you raw materials that you will need to develop, to invest in, to educate, to train, to support, to encourage, to work with, so that those things that God had prepared in her will now come up. But that she should be holy and without blemish. Verse 28. So husband ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So this goes beyond just keeping, it goes beyond keeping, protecting your wife from physical harm. Trust me, I know some men, they will beat up anybody. That wants to mess up with their wife. I'm not, when I'm talking about protect your wife, this is not just what. This is not what I'm saying. Osman, your job is to make your wife holy by the washing of water by the word. When you can teach a woman the word of God, then you are ready and qualified to marry. You need the knowledge of the word of God to begin to now reshaping, attending. Supporting, equipping your wife. Imagine you don't have it and you can't give it. So it means as a man, your preparation should begin on investing in yourself we're talking of a man that wants to build a godly home. You need to begin to developing yourself from the word of God. Attend the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Study the word of God. Meet up. Have a mentor. Have someone that can be teaching you. Giving you interpretation. fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit. Because why? You have responsibility coming to now begin to walk, to teach someone by washing of the word of God. You need Knowledge of the world. Why Jesus always cleansing his bride, the church? Verse 27. You see what he said? Please go back there. Verse 27. It says, so that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. God will not ask you how many cars you bought for your wife. All those things are good. You have responsibility to do that. He will not ask you how many times you change your wife's wardrobe. Very good. There are normal things for you to do. How many shoe and bag you purchase for your wife? You know, women like shoe and bag. He will not ask you how many of those. Oh, so I see somebody asking his wife, "Do you like shoe and bag?" Women tell him you do. You do. They love it. They like it. It's fine. It's fine. He expects you to make your wife smooth. To remove the blemish. This is the way she talks before she came. Now you begin to walk with her. Oh, this is how we do it. When people say this, or when we go out, you know, with patience, with modeling, with love, even though that thing you know, upsets you, but you are swallowing it as a man. <laughs> you go somewhere, your wife is just talking, talking. Just, You'll be like, oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> yeah. So when, when you get to the car, you don't say, how oh, there, you see the way you are just talking. That's not how to teach. You are not protecting her. See your (laughs) mouth. No. You you are killing her by doing that. You now have to go back to HQ, headquarters, and say, Lord, how do I remove this blemish? How do I remove this spot? So that when I bring my wife out the next day, they are expecting her to, to be usual. But now they see somebody different. Before... Your, she married you. When somebody give it to her, she will give it back twenty times. Now that she had married you, she learned not to give insult with insult. Praise the Lord, man. So what are you doing right there? Protecting. You are presenting her. People will now begin to have dignity, respect. I love that woman. When she talks, man, she has changed. And whose glory is that? The husband. People will be like, "Wow, thank God for her husband! Wow, that's great." They won't say thank God to her, for her father anymore because the father already handed her over. <laughs> she now bears your name, not the husband's name anymore. You know, you, and not the father's name anymore. Thank you, you know. So, the wrinkle, the blemish, all those things, all those disturbing situations, all those things are gone. It's not a one day job, it's a gradual process. So, as the Lord opened your eyes to see what to do in the life of your wife, it's not like you, you, He gave you Wahala. He's opening your eyes to see what to do. You go back to Him and ask, How do I wash her with the cleansing of the world? So that I can bring her to myself. That's what the Bible says. To myself. It starts with you. You are the first one to begin to enjoy the product of that your labor. How much word you can give to your wife in times of need is what makes you the right man. How much word you can give. Verse 28 says to sanctify. Jesus sanctified the church and the man should sanctify his wife. Sanctify means to set apart. You have to keep her clean and special, make her special ready for a special use. You have to keep your wife clean. That is why it's important as the head of the home, you will continue, you will continue to teach, you continue to teach, you continue to teach. You too will be going back to your source. You have a head. She's your head. You always go back to your head. As a man, you never detach from your head. Your head is Christ. You never detach because that is your source. You have a lot of inspiration, knowledge, understanding to receive so that you can pass it on to your wife. You pray together. You receive Share the word of God. You teach by example. You begin to bless her. Man, when was the last time you lay your hands on your wife and pray for her? When? Do it today. Impart knowledge. Impart blessings. Impart understanding. Prophesy over your wife. Stand together and fight that habit, that behavior, that always destroys your mood. You need to stand with her because she's been given over to you. This is how you protect. So that those blemish will not be seen outside anymore by outsiders. They may not understand what you're going through in the house in the process of washing her, washing her, washing her. Don't you see you yourself? Don't you see what Christ did to save you? (laughs) If some of us stand here to talk about our past, people will be afraid, if not for the grace of God, to get closer to you. But see, now we are brand new. We were restored Turn around. Sanctify. You are to sanctify your wife. That is to make her ready for a special use. That the Lord can have her, see her as a vessel of honor. And we're beginning to use her even to give you joy, peace, happiness that you deserve. So that God will continue to live in her. Man, guard your wife. Cover your wife. Protect your wife. Treat her as a valuable treasure. Dress her. And keep her clean. You don't slap her. You don't curse her. Somebody that is sanctified cannot be cursed. We have work to do. She belongs to God. She is precious. Keep her sanctified. Talk about her. Promote her. Even while you continue to work with her in the home, promote her. Love her. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Love her as your own body. When the Lord commanded us to love our wife, it's not a figure of speech. It's something he meant for us to do. And he can give you strength the grace, the ability. You don't marry just because you want to have children. Don't see your wife as, okay, we don't have children, so what else? No, you are together for life. You have ministry to perform in the life of others. When you mistreat your wife, you are mistreating Christ. Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 14 and i will close with that and this is for husband and wife 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 14 can you please put it up if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from the wicked. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive and restore their life. See the process. It starts with humility. Don't say, Pastor, you don't understand. God do. He does. And he knows your situation, but he wants you to humble yourself so that you can see how he wants to approach the matter and the situation in your home. Our homes shouldn't be going through endurance. Our homes should be enjoyable. Shall we bow down our heads and pray, commit your marriage into the hands of God. And I want you to listen to this over and over, even though we don't have enough time to dwell on them richly, but the Spirit of God will take it further. You are to lead, to care, and to protect. And the woman is to submit in everything. When I say your husband cares for you, that doesn't mean you, your own money is to be buying what you want. In everything, you are to submit. Recognize that you have a head in the home. The money you make should not take priority over your husband. He's the head. You want a godly home? You need to follow the recipe. There is no shortcut to it. It's not just about prayer. It's about taking action. If my people that are called by my name humble themselves,